Hello. Oh, hi, Merlin. How are you doing today? I'm very well, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning to you. Good morning. Oh. Ooh. Uh, um, yeah. Happy New Year, uh, Rabbit new Rabbit. Year. First day of the New Year. First today. day of the New Year. Woo. So Ooh. how was uh, I saw I just saw you went to the Sketch right. Fest. How did that go? Oh, oh, I mean, I just did, you know, John Roderick. I didn't go to any shows of uh, actual comedians. Sure. But I, I think it was, it was, it was fun. You know, it gets, it gets a little weird. We tried some new things. It yeah. got a little silly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we accidentally all, almost doxed uh, John Syracuse. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Did the, um, did the, the show that you did, is it out? Is it ready? Is it, uh, is it uh, I've got the audio for it. I need to go back and listen to it and figure out, you know, as Bob Seger says, what to leave in, what to leave out. <laughs> uh, it's like two hours long and I was drinking. Uh, and so I need to just vet, you know, vet the content. Right. But, uh, you know, um, hats off to, uh, to, to, to sketch fest. They, uh, they're really nice to work with. I like the, uh, theater, the gateway theater that we, uh, usually appear at. Yeah. And um, they did a real nice job. They gave us uh, four ginormous wave files. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes when somebody does a live recording, if it if it works at all, because for whatever reason, it just sometimes doesn't work. But they did a great job. Um, and uh, we got a mic for you know the, a separate track for each of us. We've got a, like a, a generic like mono board recording plus. Um, uh, audience, an audience mm-hmm. mic. Mm-hmm. And that gives you, a, you know, <laughs> it sounds better than a typical episode of Roderick on the Line, for sure. I may release this one in stereo, just treat myself a little bit. Yeah, stereo. I mean, you know, bump bump up the, uh, why, what would bump, you, bump. Why, why would it be in stereo? What would be the advantage? Oh, you know, because it sounds like the room. Oh, you get the whole room in there and they'd be like, well, John's over here, Merlin's over here and... Yeah. Listen, Square, Squarespace uh, uh, does a good job for us, and I, I don't want to overburden them. You know what I mean? People are always clicking and looking at things, and they download it. I don't want. I don't want to burden them. So you know, I mean, usually, uh, as you have schooled me, um, there's for a typical audio pod. Well, this, you know what? Email Dan. For a typical audio podcast, there's diminishing returns after a certain point of what, like say, one twenty eight mono. Yeah. Um, and if you're if you're a music show, you're gonna want to do probably constant bit rate, so you don't get that weird tape roll sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, and I have to tell you the truth. Uh, I didn't. Ex- well, who cares? I did an experiment uh, where I tried just doing the slightest bit of stereo separation on our voices, and it drove me nuts. I, I'm so used to hearing podcasts. I mean, I don't I don't like when people do deep. Like they're trying to simulate the people around the table talking or whatever. I hate that. I just want I really, to go on well, record it's just my and taste. say. It's my taste. It's just my, yeah. It's just, hor- just for myself. I really don't like it. Horrible. I really don't like horrible. It. Yeah. I'll go further and say, um, I'll say that it's, it's horrible because here's the thing. And this is the thing that I, I talk about um, a lot in, in when I, whenever I'm talking about podcasting. When you do like your, one of your videos and whatnot, your yeah. podcast method, I believe it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know. The thing, the thing that's so important is he, the human voice, as with most sounds in the world, are mono. Uh, if you're talking to someone across a table, you're not hearing their voice in stereo. Yes, you have two ears, but it's the same sound that's coming through both sides, both ears at the same time. Therefore, it is a mono sound, right? It's not like you have the hi-hat on the left 
channel and then the bass drum on the right channel and then the guitar backup guitars on this one and then the undistorted backup guitars on the other one. Those are different sounds. The human voice is, is by oh, nature mono. Unless, unless you're, I mean, yes. Okay. And yeah, so, no, so what they'll I do is no, they'll, I didn't understand, but now I understand. They'll yes. put a little, they'll say, well, we're going to put, you know, person one, a little bit more on the left side and person two, a little more on the right. And, but no, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way because if I was sitting at a table, un, unless I had some kind of baffle running down the middle of my body, I'm going to hear that person's voice in both my ears. If I'm looking at them. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I, and I don't want, I don't want to have a conversation with two people where one person is speaking quietly into one of my ears and the other person is speaking quietly into my other ear. That's not real life either. If it is, I'd go mad. And if it feels like you're, you're simultaneously a part of two different conversations, it's very unsettling and it's not natural and shame, shame on anyone who shame, does that. Shame on you. Shame you on that. you if you do that. Um, my only asterisks. Was a difficult word to say. Uh, here's my asterisks on that, and they're both really obvious. But I don't want to. I don't want you to get too much email about this. Um, one is if it is a fiction storytelling program. Mm-hmm. I still hate the word podcast. It's almost as bad as the word pod. No, you know, shame on you if you say pod. Oh, don't get me started. I don't want to get you started on this. You that say, is you such say a netcast. You say netcast or net. It is a, it is an abomination mm-hmm. because it uh, and it's uh, people. It's another one of those things. You start doing it ironically, and then pretty soon you sound like you're on Pod Save America. Yeah, and you know what? I Ugh. think it came it came from the fact that that a lot of people don't want to say podcast because it's it's too long. It's it not, came from <clears throat> Pod Save America. They're yeah. the ones who salted our game on. You're this. right. They no, blew you're right. Up our spot. You're like, right. Hey, check out the guest friend of the pod. It's like, sh- guys, don't do that. Ugh, back when it was still keeping it 1600, and they would say, po- uh, "Stop." Stupid. So. So, so number one, right numero so uno. Right uh, I'm so sorry, Dan. I it's been a hard morning for you already. Um, boy, doesn't Skype suck? Yeah, it really does. Should I tell him? I'll tell him because it's 30 seconds. I launched Skype. Okay, this then morning. I want to come back to my two points because it's always two things with. Yeah, me. Well, no, we won't. We won't interrupt that. We're we're seven minutes uh, beyond our usual start time because uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you uh, what I uh, what I told John Gruber the other day. Skype hates me, mm-hmm. and they probably <laughs> hate you. They hate everyone. And they create one of the most hostile apps that at this point, well, increasingly less so, is it totally 100% the only option. But it's T-H-E option, especially if you're dealing with strangers, for recording remote audio, for for having a monitor for remote audio. And it hates us. It hates us. It hated me today, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what happened? You 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 got a beach ball? Just like every every day, I, I have a I have a dedicated machine that I use for recording. It's a Mac Mini. It's one of the new, it's the new Space Gray Mac Mini, and it it is plugged into the audio interface, which the microphones go into and the headphones go into, and and it's what I use to record. I don't do that on my laptop because you know this is a dedicated space just for this. So I have a dedicated machine just for it, and um, using Audio Hijack Pro, and it can capture all the local mics when I do things in person with people and it can capture the remote with Skype like this. And it's a wonderful tool. I applaud mm-hmm. the Rogamiba guys. It's been great. It's Rogamiba great. is one of the great companies. Really is. I mean, Paul and his folks have Divin, Dovid, done a dive so deep into a very particular need, which is doing audio on a Mac and they cover the waterfront. 
Right. They are, to my mind, not only an industry standard for really nice people, but also of making like super high quality updated stuff. I mean, even down to stuff like he's got free stuff that's great. It's stuff like fishing or stuff like that. Uh, they used to have that dingus that would let you record, uh, automate the recording of like uh, internet radio shows. Right. It's like, oh, they're such a good company. Really, Audio Hijack. Oh, buy it. Buy their stuff. Buy all their stuff. They they really, it, it's really, Loopback. really good. Loopback. Yes. 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 So uh, anyway, the... Um, you know, the, the stuff that they make is great. That's what I'm using to record. And I just leave Skype running on the machine. Why would I turn it off? I don't need to turn it off. It's fine. Just leave it on. You're, You're always on. You're always on. green. You're always green for me. So I, so I go in this morning and, uh, and it's, it's just sitting there like halfway offline, like looking, looking stupid. So I, I quit it. <laughs> I restart it and, uh, it's just spinning, 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 spinning. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll reboot. So I reboot, come back, spinning, 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 do the thing with the router. Okay. Spinning, spinning, spinning. Okay, I'll get it. The new version of Skype. I install the new version of Skype. Mm. Nope, nope. Still spinning, spinning, spinning. Getting that, getting that, that hot new card interface didn't help. And so then Jesus I the Christ, only the way yeah. that I fixed it, and this is this is you know one for the record books. I deleted the uh, preferences file in library preferences, and I deleted the Microsoft folder, which only contained the Skype settings under application support in library, and restarted, and it was fine. It was just fine. Everything worked fine right away. So, okay. woo. And yeah. that was it. That was it. Huh. Mm-hmm. So number one. These are my asterisks. Email Dan. Number one. Let's get through this. I have so, it was back to the Mac 2020. Yes. And I have so much content. I'm for you, ready. Get, I'm like pumped up this. for that. I'm excited. I'm too. I'm too. I, I prepared a little bit. Um, the um, exception number one to the do you does it have to be crazy high quality and stereo? I think it's very effective in storytelling uh, and in like fiction podcasts. I think about going back to the days when like. Um, I don't know who originally did it, probably the BBC, but when, when uh, do you remember when NPR and I assume BBC were playing the Star Wars extended, like, like here's episode four, but like extended version and they got original talent to do the voices and it had a real depth to it. The, the early to mid eighties were a great time for like radio theater, like this resurgence of great, or like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And sometimes you want to sound, you do want it to sound like it's happening inside Zephod Bebelbrox's ship. Like you want to hear the room, right? I think that can be very effective. Or when you want to imply that one person is over here, slightly stereo left and far away with room, room, um, room noise, like washing dishes. That's very effective. Mm -hmm. The other one, duh, is if it is a music podcast. If it's a podcast about music, you get something like uh, like Hit Parade or the one I'm going to recommend in a minute or Song Exploder. It's critical that it be high quality and stereo. And but but here's the thing: even if you're doing, let's put it this way, in the same way that every Kindle book should default to ragged write, unless you've done hand justification, and even still, you should always let me have ragged write. That should always be the default. The default for the human voice, to to my mind, Dan. The reason I say shame on you to to, to the listener. The default for the human voice should be dead noon. Like it should be straight up in the middle, unless you have a reason to have it be um, be trimmed off left or right. Because that's, totally that's what it should be. So even if you're doing like like the podcast I'm about to recommend, you still want the voice to be up the middle. It's it, it sounds like one of the early stereo recordings. Like the early stereo recordings, it's almost like listening to a Ramones album. Mm. Like if you listen to the first Ramones album. 
the guitar and the bass are hard left and hard right. And it's, it's, if you listen in headphones, it's so disorienting. You listen to one of the early, when stereo was still a gimmick, you'd have all this kind of instrument to left, all these instruments to the right. Like it's, it's so disorienting. Um, can I recommend a podcast that I've recommended before, but I want to re-re-recommend the podcast? Yeah. Um, um, there's a really good podcast that I really would love people to listen to and potentially support. I support the Patreon of this podcast. It's called Strong Songs. We've talked about it before. And I have put into notes an excellent recent episode that would be good for you to start with, plus my two favorites. The most recent episode is Stairway to Heaven. So what Kirk, uh, Kirk, I believe his name is Kirk Hamilton. What he does is uh, he goes through a song in great detail. He's a great musician. He's a really smart guy. And the the amount of effort and time that he puts into every one of these episodes is B-na-nus. So, so the conceit of the show is he takes a strong song, like a song that's really good. And he talks about kind of like why it's good. Whereas something like Song Exploder, I think of as being kind of more about the recording and production uh, you know, Kirk touches on that, but he really gets into stuff like um, arrangement, instrumentation, what's happening, um, what's happening with sort of the mechanics of the song and like why why this sounds so cool. And he's not afraid to stop and play a thing a couple times. Right. And sometimes he will go and play you a part, like on the uh, Paranoid Android one, he'll go through and play you a part to like let you really hear it isolated. I like and that. It's so, and the Stairway to Heaven one, uh, like all of his episodes, is very, very good. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, two other ones I want to super recommend. I've recommended these before, but um, the one on Elton John covers Tiny Dancer and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And that is uh, that is extremely good. Those are both really good songs, but he also he goes in and contrasts what's differently great about these two songs and has kind of like this um, top, topography or geography of like how these songs are put together. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so good. The other one that I think... Now, this is a specialist thing. It's not for everybody, but if you like the musical Hamilton, the episode on the song Satisfied is extremely good. Uh, that's my favorite song from Hamilton. Uh, and uh, in the context of the musical, it's a very, very important song. Well, they're all important. But it's it's really, really good. And he goes into so much detail. He's the kind of, Kirk's the kind of person that will walk you through For example, most people have noticed whenever somebody says the name of the title character, they almost always say it as Alexander Hamilton or Alexander Hamilton. Or like when you hear when they when the girls sing their names, you know, Angelica, Eliza and Peggy. And so but those are their themes. In the same way that Princess Leia has a theme mm-hmm. and um, and Luke Skywalker has a theme that like gets, you know, that you associate with those characters or the you know, like the Imperial March. They each have their own little lines. And when he just goes through how in this song, like just one thing to mention here, how each one of these themes becomes so important. And and, and I don't want to spoil it, but like there's one point where a character in singing in that song does something differently in the way that a name is sung that you would never notice if you weren't looking for it. Right. Anyway, strong songs. I support them on Patreon. It's one of the six or seven Patreons that I support. And uh, it's a really, really good show. Listen to Stairway to Heaven. So would that be a good jumping in point for people, do you think? Um, I mean, Stairway to Heaven, as I've said before, is a song that I try not to listen to more than once a year. Mm -hmm. Because it's one of those things for me. I mean, like I'm a I'm a I'm a basic bitch. Like I do think that's an extremely good song. If you hear it too much, it's you get the Mona Lisa effect. Uh, ditto with, uh, you know, uh, the, the Renz album, The Meadowlands. I only listen to that probably twice a year because I want it to stay special. It's like trying to remember a dream too hard. 
and it's, you know, goes, goes through your fingers. Like it just turns into dust. Yeah. I want to keep the, there are things that I don't want to listen to too much. I want to keep them special. Um, so yeah, but no, I would say, well, okay. So, I mean, you could go to his page and just unlike the flop house where I think it benefits you to listen to a flop house episode about a movie you will never see and have not seen. I think it is valuable to go in, look down the list and find a song that you love. If you love Mr. Blue Sky by ELO, Mm -hmm. listen to that one. Mm -hmm. The one on Bohemian Rhapsody is great. The one on Paranoid Android is great. There's no bad episodes of this show. I would go in and, uh, but if you do like Hamilton, please don't miss the one on Satisfied. It's in show notes. Um, Dan, where would people find show notes for episode diggity 461? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, it's it's going to be at uh, 5by5.tv slash B as in brothers, 2 as in the number, W as in work or women, slash mm. 461. Hmm. I was, I want to get this exactly right. I yeah. was uh, recently informed uh, by a listener and um, ad hoc archivist of the show that we just passed a, 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 not an important day, but we just, we just passed a, a day. Um, episode one, alligator in the bathroom In the inaugural episode of back to work, Merlin Mann and Dan Benjamin discuss why they're doing this show. Oh, exciting. Getting back to work instead of buying berets, the lizard brain, uh, and compare, Oh, this is not a good sentence. And compare the shadow of the mouse to San Francisco. Eventually get to some practical tips for removing friction. January 18, January 18, 2011. We've been doing this show for nine years. That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah, I'll never do more than three. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Alligator in the bathroom. That sounds like that uh that English beat song. Alligator in the bathroom. Was that a Ferris Bueller's Day Off song? Maybe. No, you might be thinking of save it for later. Um Oh, Mirror in the Bathroom might be might be in it. That boy, they were a real good band. Yeah. They were that song Save It for Later. Whoa. Woof. That's always gonna be a classic. Um, so, Dan, thank you for doing this program, and thank you to the handful of people who've heard uh, this program over time. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 fun to do. Um, so that's where you go for show notes, strong songs. Did you want to maybe, before we get into Back back to the Mac, I have some, I have some, uh, uh, I have some recommendations, I have some more recommendations, and I got a deep dive on uh, getting started with launch bar stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, I you want to tell me about something you like? I can definitely tell you about feels. Oh, the feels. The feels. F-E-A-L-S, feels. Because this is this is something for people who maybe experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or trouble sleeping at least once a week. A lot of people, including me, have these kinds of things to we struggle with and deal with in our life. And for me, one of the things that's been tremendously helpful has been CBD. I started with CBD a few years ago. For me, it was a really big game changer. And I've tried lots of different kinds of CBD. And, you know, this is, we talked about this last time we did the spot, Merlin, is you can drive down the highway and you'll see signs for CBD at like your local gas stations and, you know, everywhere seems to have it. And that's great because the public awareness is increasing about it. But at the same time, there's a lot of junk crappy CBD out there. And, and, and I'm not kidding. And you don't even know what you're going to get. Feels is one of these companies that really, really cares about the quality of the ingredients and making sure that the CBD that they're uh, that they're selling is really, really high quality. 
And that's the thing that really separates them from a lot of other companies, from most of the other companies out there. They have um, testing. When you get your uh, batch of feels, you can look at the bottle and it'll show you like it's testing and you can look that up. Like they're using high quality ingredients, all natural ingredients. And, uh, and that makes a real difference. You want to know what you're putting in your body, I think. I think that's mm-hmm. important. And so basically feels is going to- The stuff that goes in my body- Let's be honest. I, I don't want a lot of surprises. No, I don't want any. Bad on me. Bad on me. As you know, you reach a certain age in life. I've tried to tell my friend Alex Cox this. You start making decisions based on whether you want to write it down on a form in an emergency room. <laughs> so really, be advised. Be advised. Be advised. <laughs> be adv- don't You don't want to wake up and discover there's something in a part of your body that wasn't there when you went to sleep. That's what do you put in your body? Doctor, important. I swear I fell on the light bulb. I was in, I was in the shower. Right. And that's why I have this, 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 this knitting needle that I need to get out. Oh, no. I know, I know. And that's why it's so important. Think about the emergency room. Back to you, Dan. Okay. Well, uh, that's what feel, feels is here. Get a, fl- get a flight of feels. To help get a flight of feels. Get a flight of feels. Reduce stress, reduce anxiety, reduce pain, help you sleep better. You put a few drops under your tongue, you will feel a difference depending on yourself. And that's what Merlin's saying. Get the flight. They have yes. because there are different strengths of CBD concentration. And a lot of people have said, you know, I don't know how much I need. Do I need the, uh, the maximum strength? Well, you probably, and like you, you said this last week, if I remember mm-hmm. right, Merlin is, is you don't only take the amount that you need. You don't want to take more than that, you know? And so the, this little flight, you get a few bottles of this, the little, little sampler bottles They're and very, you try them. They're very, very cute. And they have a, a, a cool little top and mm-hmm. you pop off the top and, and then you try it. I, I got a flight. Beautiful. Yeah. And so then this will help you figure out what you need. And it's all natural. There's no high, there's no hangover and there's no addiction. And it's legal in all 50 states uh, because of these laws that were passed, because this does not have, this is not something like you. Now, if you live in one of those states where um, like weed is legal and you yeah. were to go and buy CBD, some of those, those might have THC in them. This kind of CBD does not. So I just want to make that clear. You're not going to get high off of this. No matter how much you take, you the most you feel is relaxed. You don't feel high. You don't uh, you don't see little uh, little things or or have a you know watch a show and suddenly it's funny when it wasn't mm-hmm. funny before. You just feel relaxed. <laughs> so um, here's the you thing: maintain the appropriate sense of humor. Yes. Okay. So um, you can go to feels f e a l s feels dot com slash back to work feels.com slash back to work, not F-E-E, it's F-E-A. Let's just be clear. Uh, and you're going to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. So again, feels.com slash back to work, 50% off your first order with free shipping. Thanks very much to Feels for making this show possible. Uh, thanks, Boom. Feels. Buck, buck. I was making a coffee. That's not me peeing. That's me uh, uh, making a coffee. What, how are you making coffee these days? People want to know. Sure. I use the uh, the Clever Dripper mm-hmm. with, the, with the number four filter. Mm. And uh, I've been talking a lot about the Clever Dripper, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's really cool. It's got a stopper. And so you do your pour over, you, uh, you, you, you know, you, you, uh, uh, you fold it in and kind of stir it around. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then when it's steeped for a little while, then you uh, put it over your cup and you get a one hitter, they call it. <laughs> that's the one. That's what they mean when they say one hitter? Mm-hmm. Right. Is that ad spot over? It's Before done. It feels? Okay. Thanks very much to Feels for making this show possible. Buck, buck. I just, no, I just want to be super clear. Um, you're going to see, you can buy this stuff at a truck stop. You can get it anywhere. Um, you don't want to do that. Um, just so you know, CBD um, does not mean cock and ball destruction. 
unless 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 you're German. Unless you're German. Unless you're German, and that's when you're going to wake up with stuff in your body that you didn't know about. Ah, speaking of German. Speaking of Germans, I just let's talk saw about something German. 1917. Oh yeah, the film. Have you seen that yet? Um, you'd know. Uh, uh I, I bought a copy, but I haven't uh, watched it yet. It looks, it looks good. It looks very beautiful. It is, um, you know, I, I don't enjoy war movies, generally speaking. Is it, is it different from Saving Private Ryan? It sounds like Saving Private Ryan. It seems, it, I understand why you would say that. It is very different from Saving okay, Private cool. Ryan. Um, I, like that. I, like, I like that movie. Acting was good. The, the thing that really struck me when watching this film was the cinematography, but specifically the, the sets. I mean, I have. It looks I'm, almost like a, like a Terrence Malick movie. I mean, it yeah. looks like somebody really cares about how this. Oh looks. my gosh! Like the the detail that they put into building these sets, uh, and and the, the expansiveness of the sets, and how big they are, and how oh my god! But the acting's great, and uh, interestingly, not that violent. I was really yeah. expecting something pretty violent, um, and it was really not that violent of a god, movie. That war sucked. That war sucked. War to end all wars. Am I right? But like, it's just of all the, like, if you go back and listen to something like hardcore history, just like the way that war went, oh my God, just, it was just people, as you know, I mean, I'm not John Roderick, but like, I, I do know that it was a lot of people in trenches fighting in many cases over something the size of a football field. When all the people in the trench got killed, they brought in new people and mm -hmm. like, they just lived in these fetid yeah. little cities of dirt and disease and pain. Ugh, it's just so awful. Can you imagine the anxiety? They didn't have CBD oil then. They had these cool hats. But like, can you imagine that? Like just the, the, the tension of being in there and never knowing when your number comes up. I know. And, and it really, you really get the sense that like, like it just, it's crazy that they had, they had trenches mm -hmm. and then in, they, so you had your trench and the enemy had their trench and in between your trench and their trench are a bunch of like sharpened posts and barbed wire. And that's mm -hmm. how you're, and then like periodically you'll be like, okay guys start running across this space in between our trench to their trench. Most of you will die. <clears throat> and then we'll just send more. We'll just send more. Isn't that where we get the phrase no man's land? I think so. Yeah. It's, but it's horrible. It's, it's like, horrible. It, and then like 10 feet on the other side of the trench, they have like the triage units where they're patching you up. And then you just either get patched up and go back or they send you back away. If you're lucky enough to survive, like it's, it's absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that. It's a really good movie though. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I like movies. I like movies a lot. Um, did you watch the David Lynch film? Oh, the thing where he's talking to the monkey. Maybe. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I heard he's talking to a monkey. He's interviewing a monkey you or something. Sh well, I just, you should, you should watch it. All right. It. I'll get on it. I'll get on 17 it. minutes. And, okay. um, yeah, it really confused my daughter. But um, then that made me want to go back and try to figure out what I could show her. So we started watching Twin Peaks last night. Boom. Oh my God. Now boom, I have, boom. you're going to freak out. I have never seen twin. I That's love okay. David no, no, no. Lynch, but it's I fine. need to yeah. see that. It's, um, I mean, it's a uh, David Lynch in creative mode title. Um, it's not, <laughs> it's not survival <laughs> mode. It's not Mulholland drive or the one with uh, Beretta. What's the one with Beretta? What's that one called? The Hollywood one where he's like the vampire man. Uh, What's it called? Robert. Dune. Blake. Dune. 
that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, David Lynch. <laughs> no, it's uh, Hollywood Squares. It's it's uh, Lost Highway. Oh, Lost Highway. Yeah. Hey, you know what they got on YouTube? Somebody put up on YouTube. I don't know how they get away with this. Somebody on YouTube has put up tons of episodes of 1970s Match Game, which was my favorite game show as a kid. Tell us about Match Game. What, what, was, what happened in Match Game? You, what you do is you're one of the two contestants, and then there's a panel of uh, six celebrities, usually Brett Summers. Uh, so there's like, okay, there's a random guy in the top left, then Brett Summers, Charles Nelson Riley usually a cute lady, uh, somebody like Betty White or Marsha Wallace, <laughs> and then like another pretty lady. And um, I mean, nothing, I mean, there's a lot of very funny pretty ladies on there, but it was the rotating crew, but it was almost always Brett Summers and Charles Nelson Riley. And so you come out and, uh, and, and the contest is, uh, and I think they drank, and then Gene Rayburn comes out in, in a great suit and holding that really that creepy little like slender like bob barker microphone yes i love the little the little microphones like that and love then that. um I, I don't i won't get the exact pattern right but you know you'll hear something like um all right uh, uh dumb donald was so dumb <laughs> and everybody in the audience goes how, how dumb, was, dumb he? was he dumb donald was so dumb that when he ordered cbd oil <laughs> he was mad because they didn't smash his blank boom and then everybody goes, mm, mm. and it, you know, and, and the uh, usually the setup is that you could put a cuss in, you could put in a cuss or an obscenity, or let's be honest, a dick joke. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, and then they answer, and then the contestant says, "Here's the answer I think the celebrities gave." And the celebrities are they're drinking, they've got they've got styrofoam cups, but that ain't coffee. And they're shucking and jiving, <laughs> and they're having fun with it. And then you go around through a few rounds of that, and then you do the big thing at the end, which is where you get to pick uh, which celebrity is going to be your your match person. Richard Dawson, a good pick for that. Uh, he was very good at that last round. So people put up a bunch of old match games, matches game, um, including, I love this so much. Um, it was something, let me get this right. I my math is wrong on this, so email Dan, but it was, it's nine hours of match game. And what this person believes in one, in one video with annotation, mm-hmm. it's the top 25 episodes ever of match game. Well, who decided that? Who picks the 25? It's, it's arbitrary. It's arbitrary. The, the person who, who, who uploaded the video. Oh. So I don't know. I guess the Merv Griffin folks are slipping and that's fine with me because I, it, it makes me so happy. Now it has kind of wrecked my recos. A little bit because I get a butt ton of match game in my recos now, but that's okay. It could be worse. At least I'm keeping out the Nazis. So that's good. Uh, match game, man. Did you? I don't know how much you're bluffing and fun. And you were a latchkey kid, right? Didn't you watch Match Game? Uh, yeah, of course I watched that. Did you know that Brett Summers was married to Jack Klugman? Mm, no, now you do. No, now you do. Also, Charles Nelson Riley had a very successful one-man show in the early 2000s before he died. It was apparently very, very funny. I always said that I thought John Roderick could be the Charles Nelson Riley of our age, and that used to frustrate him. So then I said, well, will you prefer Bruce Valanche? And then he got real mad. He does not like that comparison. He cuts his own hair, though, probably like Bruce Valanche. John does, yeah. It's back to the Mac 2020. It's a brand new year. What is it, the first or second day of the new year now? 
Yes, it's the it's the second day of the new year Come right now. Come play with me in the space. It's two. Play it's with the me. second day. Ugh. All right. Recommendation number one, uh, Dan. Um, uh, used to do that show with John Gruber, the talk show. I mentioned this to you. I was on the talk show this week, and the, the reason I mention it is it spun directly. Our much of what we talked about is spun out of things you and I have talked about here. Yeah. Apart from the politics stuff, but one thing we talked about was that sort of reckon about the future of Apple stuff based on. The experience of the folks who work there now. Anyway, uh, it's in show notes. You can check it out. It's a talk show. And, you know, it's, uh, I explained how um, the House of Representatives was like the principal in Mean Girls. So you can check that out. Um, so there's that. Uh, this one's really random. Oh, I got some, can I do some quick random ones? Yeah. Okay. I really like the app um, Overcast, done by a friend of the show, Marco Armand. It is my. It is my podcast uh, app of choice. Um, you're gonna want to keep an eye on updates to this app because there's stuff happening that's good. Um, but I love Overcast. Now, unlike Marco, and apparently unlike almost everyone, Marco doesn't like making websites anymore. I guess he's in the other racket now. Now he's in C plus plus or whatever. I don't know. But uh, I use the Overcast web interface a lot. I use it obviously to upload my ad hoc you know, just for me files. But I also, um, I, when I'm at work and I'm here on this beautiful iMac, um, I use the Overcast web interface most of the time. Um, and like most people, how can I put this? So hardly anybody, apparently hardly anybody uses the web interface. I do. But you don't want to have to have a browser window open to do that and hide it. And like, it's so annoying. Um, so, so in show notes, check out this thing called Podcast Menu which is a free as in everything, uh, at least free as in beer app on, uh, you get from GitHub. It is an app that was done by a person. I want to I credit the person. Oh my God, is it not in here? Oh, there it is. Uh, inside GUI, inside inside GUI. Yeah. Uh, you go to podcast menu. And what that does is that puts a menu up in your menu and it's essentially a little uh, shrunk down version of the web interface for Overcast. Um, but it's cool. You don't have to have a browser window open. And and if your keyboard decides to let you on that day, not anybody's fault but Apple, it will uh, let you use the media keys. So you can still uh, play and pause even nice. when, it, when it's all shrunk up inside there. Uh, it's a really good app and you should go check it out. Um, you know what? Let's skip the fonts. We'll save that for another time. Let me just skip the skip, wait, skip one fonts. Fonts are important. I like fonts. Fonts well, are my thing. So you know, you know, for example, that I already like the IBM Plex family. Yeah, it's a wonderful font. Um, so part two, number two, IBM Plex, I've been re-exploring. And I, I, IBM Plex Mono has been my monospace font for a long time. Me too. Um, and it's great. But via friend of the show, uh, Greg, uh, who makes drafts, Greg and his team that make drafts at Agile Tortoise. Have you ever seen JetBrains Mono? JetBrains is the... Um, is the IDE developed by or who did who bought that? It's made by Cisco, maybe. Yeah, someone someone made it, and so this is this is a really good IDE. And there's I know a lot of people that are using JetBrains and have been using it for a long time. Gosh, I remember JetBrains is an app. Is that right? Yeah, the I remember the the dev show. Did they make it for the the Macintosh? Yeah, you can get that. Um, (gasps) Wow. So I, uh, you're saying that they have a font? Yeah. So you're not going to get the best demo of it on the page here, but um, go uh, look at 
uh, in show notes and you go to, it's, it's just JetBrains. Well, it's just easier to click on, but go to look, look up the JetBrains mono link. I'm looking the, right um, now. Going there now. And I'll, I'll give you a screen grab just to show you kind of yeah. what it looks like with stuff. Um, I boy, it re- reminds me fondly of a bunch of it's. It's I think it's better than Plex. Uh, sans mono. Oh, it looks it really even, good. It pushes right up against some crazy ass font like Pragmata. Like it's got it's got it's got chops, and um, it's 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 very editorial. It's like it's got its own thing going on. But when you use it, I'm clicking. Is it? Oh, I'll try to. Can I send it to you in Skype? Is that all right? I'm. I know. I've got it now. I'm looking at their their page, and I'm, I'm installing this thing well, already. All right, all right. I'm gonna try and send this because messages still doesn't let me send images oh, from my computer. That's weird. All right, that's what that's what it looks like in use in my notes for today's show. Oh, look at that! Isn't it pretty? Um, so that's what I'm using everywhere. I even installed it on my iOS devices, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks great. Um, boy, that's a really pain in the ass process. How much of that have you done? Have you, used, that, have you ever used anything like iFont or whatever or Creative Cloud to install fonts on your iOS devices? No, I haven't tried that yet. It's, I mean, once you've got it, it's great. But if you want to install a whole family, wow, it's a lot of clicks. It's like a separate, it's not exactly a profile. Well, it is a profile, It's but it's not like a full like MDM thing. But like, you know, you have to like download it, which is easy enough on iOS now. So you can just download the zip to your iOS device. Um and then you go to something like iFont, and then you go to files under, I'm doing this from memory, under files, you say, hey, give me JetBrains. And you click it, and it says, okay, here's these fonts. Do you want to install them? Yes. You click install. And it says, okay, I'm going to install this. You get an interstitial. Now you have to pop over to settings. You go to settings. It says profile available. And you click on profile available. You go in. Now you're going to click. This is one face in the family. And you say, okay, please install this. It says, okay, I'm going to install this. Do you want, is it okay to install this profile? And you say, yes. It's so many clicks and app changes mm. per face in the family. But let's talk about happy things. It's a beautiful font. Let me know I, I have already uh, rolled this in. I'm using it right now to look over some code that I've been working on. And isn't it, this isn't it cheerful? is awesome. Awesome. Mm. I, 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 I hate almost every font for coding. There's like four or three. Be, I used to be like Dan Benjamin this and I good, wanted the Merlin. same. Well, I used to want Menlo. I, I eventually landed on Menlo because you can get it everywhere it's a stock font that you can bring up in even Jurassic apps. And I still like Menlo, but once you look, look at this, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is, it sounds so dumb to say, but it really freshens up the page. Like everything is really popping. And it's like I say, it's editorial. It's got a distinctive look to it, but it's, it's not going to wear your eyes out. Look at that lowercase L. I'm digging That's it. That's a baller L. I'm digging this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's like a there, dude who who like made this font. Yeah. You know? Anyway, yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. You just changed. You've changed a big thing for me here today. Well, you know, uh, our friend at drafts changed the thing. Do oh. I do I want this IDE when I play with this? Nah. Okay. Trust hmm. me. You oh, don't. Okay. What else we got? Uh, 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 a trick in passing that I wanted to mention. Um, some folks in a Slack that I'm in, I, a lot of folks like me, uh, use like I do use the, um, Logitech MX master mouse, um, which is, I think a really good mouse. Mm -hmm. Um, one complaint that a lot of our friends have about it, understandably is it's for, for a variety of reasons, pretty rough if you have RSI 
it's a higher profile than a lot of mice, uh, which I like and have not suffered from so far. But you, a friend of ours was talking about how if you do the horizontal scrolling on the mm. side wheel, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. very handy. But like my, but I feel like I don't use that much because the mouse is so light that like when you start side scrolling, you kind of have to also hold the mouse down so it doesn't like flip over. Anyway, it, it, but, but here's what I want to say about this. Um, we've mentioned this before, but there's a pretty cool app you can get that'll work with all of your Logitech devices that lets you customize it. Now, I don't know how ridiculously helpful that is for a keyboard, but for the mouse, it's really great. Have you done this for years? Have you gone to Logi Options? Have we talked about this? No, let's talk about it. I have not done So this is in notes. It's an app for Logitech stuff called Logi Options. And this is where you go in and you get three big tabs for the MX Master. You you got uh, mouse settings, point and scroll settings, and flow settings. And when you click on mouse settings, you're going to see, okay, um, what do you want this scroll wheel to do? Do you want, like on this, there's a side buttons for forward and back, you know, where forward and back would be available. Um, you know, with, with point and scroll, you can have all kinds of like, uh, you can do natural scrolling or the other one, pointer speed and scroll, all the stuff you would expect. But I just, this is so dorky. I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I, it finally occurred to me that I could do this and I'm loving it, which is that on top of you. So you got, are you using MX master right now? Uh, no, I'm using the Logitech G305, uh, gaming mouse. Okay. But like, for but example, it, it, it mine, works, it works in the similar vein. Okay. But like, for example, on mine, like I use, God, this is so embarrassing. I use the left button for left button. I use the right button for right button. I use the scroll wheel with my own settings for like, you know, this. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, well, I can hear it when you spin it, it keeps spinning. You got to get that lock and then you got the free, you got free balling or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. You get that exact, I think it's called free balling. You get that at the (laughs) setting you want, buddy. Woo. You're going to fly up and down a page. Combined with the home and end keys, oh brother, now you got a stew. But you know what I don't really use, and I never I I I, I don't like using the scroll wheel as a button. No, like it, it no, doesn't feel good never. to me. And then there's that other button on here. There's like so there's the scroll wheel can be pushed down to use as a button, which I think is a very Windows way to roll. Much respect. Not for me. And then there's another button, like just between the two left and right buttons that you can just assign to whatever. I have mapped these buttons. What I'm, the recommendation here, if you are a Logitech user, is to consider going into settings for a thing you may not be aware was a thing, which is you can have those do a lot more than be a click button for m- typical mousing behavior. So if you click on this little, let's say I click on this, I don't know, what, what is this called? I don't even know what this button is called. The little square one in the middle. You click it and you say, whoa, wait a minute. <sighs> this is so wild. Wheel mode shift, gesture button, middle button, app expose, back brightness down, brightness up, change pointer speed, click, desktop left, desktop right, finder search forward, keystroke assignment, launchpad, look up, mission control modifiers, mute next, open application, open file, open folder, open web page, play, pause, preview, et cetera. So I don't know how many people were aware that you can, that's all stuff you can assign to a button on your mouse, which I've known but I didn't like know make know and think about. Mm-hmm. And so what I've done is for that uh, little square, little button in the middle, um, I have mapped that to today.taskpaper, uh, like a file that I open tons. Now I could get to that pretty quickly by going to the finder. Mm-hmm. I could get to that very quickly by going to launch bar, but is there a conceivable way that I could get there quicker than literally having a dedicated key 
for the file that I arguably use the most. Now, that's not going to be your file you use the most, but ask yourself, is there a file that you find yourself opening a lot, a lot, a lot, or a folder, or a web page, et cetera, et cetera? Are you with me on this? Yes, I'm 100% here. So I click on that button, that opens up taskpaper.today, or mm-hmm. today.taskpaper, and it's great. The scroll wheel button, I click that, it opens NVLT. So what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here, that could also be like a web page. Maybe there's like a web page that you go to constantly and compulsively. That could be Twitter if you're, that's how you roll. But just consider if you are a Logitech fan, I realize this is another very specific tip, but go in and look at stuff you could do to turn your very most like, you know, 0.01%, you know, the, well, like the thing that you like use a ton, a ton, a ton compared to everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and consider doing that. Will, will you try this tip down? I'm definitely going to be trying. I mean, I'm not yeah. using them. What's your gamer mouse called? It is called. You told me and I forgot. Logitech G305. G3. All right. Clicking. Okay. I have it. I actually just put it in oh, the show notes. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Yeah. All right. It's, it's gaming mouse. It's designed for, <clears throat> excuse me. It's designed more for gaming. It doesn't have a lot of the, and because for me, mm-hmm. I don't like the shape of the, I had one. I actually wound up returning it, uh, unfortunately, because everybody that I know really, really loves the MX Master series. And for me, I just couldn't, I don't know, I'm, uh, I couldn't adapt. I couldn't adjust. Well, like a, the JetBrains font, it is very editorial. I mean, it looks like Cybertruck. It's really weird looking. And then it's got that <laughs> it odd thing you, you push down with your thumb to, you know, you can get expose and all that kind of stuff. Yours looks like it's very tall. Hmm. Is it taller? Is it, I guess it's really I'm probably. Gonna, I'm going to send you a little picture. Is what I'm going to do. Because we're about right. multi multimedia here. Boop, zeep, zorp, in beep, the boop. studio. Now, unlike, unlike you, sir. I can take pictures with this, so I'm going to do this for you. You know, uh, there's a term, there's a, you know, I hate it when reporters say that somebody did something quietly. Oh, I hate it when they do that. I also don't like it when people talk about something being silent. With that said, I will tell you, messages for me, the real beauty, mm, chef kiss, is that it, uh, it fails silently. So I don't know until maybe tomorrow that it didn't send. If I look, if I remember to look, I'll see that the bar... The progress bar of sending a photo has only gone so far, but let's sometimes say- Sometimes you, you eat the bar, sometimes, well, the bar, <laughs> he eats you. This, this is our concern, dude. And so what happens? So I'm hot and heavy with some friends and we're sending each other cat photos or whatever. And guess what goes through? My caption slash annotation for six photos has gone through. <laughs> guess what hasn't gone through? <laughs> Any of the photos and I look clinically insane. Yeah. Sweet, precious angel. Yeah. What? Yeah, sweet precious angel. What's that about? Well, it was going to be about this picture of my horrible cat, but out of context, I just I look like I'm having some kind of a, a neurological episode. <laughs> I just sent seven captions, no photos. Yeah. Okay, I'm clicking. I'm going to messages. I can receive photos. That I can receive. So the first photo shows you. Oh the height. wow! Look at that. You got the sushi mouse. <laughs> That's Is that what it's called? <laughs> Is it the it's white just... one? Isn't that called sushi mouse? The Mac Mouse, I guess. Mac Mouse, Mac Mouse, Mac Mouse. Uh, so that shows you the height comparison, and then the second one was blurry, but the third one shows you the height compared to a Logitech M310, which is like the generic mouse that everyone kind of has. So it's not quite oh. as tall as the regular Logitech mouse, not quite as flat as the, as you say, the Sushi Mouse. Okay, all right, I'll send you mine. Oh, God, I'm bad at this. Oh, I'm so bad at this. Uh, never mind. Yeah, I'm not gonna it. Who cares? Okay. Um, uh, okay. Let me go look at these. Sorry, my wife is texting me. Okay. Oh. Oh. 
And it's pretty high. What's in the back? Is that, is that from Destiny? Who is uh, that? The, 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 is that Zelda? Who is that? That's the Lich King from Adventure Time. Oh, I can't see. Oh, come on. Double click. Double click. Open. It's a Lich King. Adventure Time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Open the G. Oh, oh, yes. Wow. Nice figure. Yeah, he's awesome. He was, um, got him from, uh, Guzu Gallery here in Austin. Guzu Gallery. Gu, 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 Guzu Gallery. Yeah. And he's a, what do they call it? A vinyl. He's a vinyl. Oh, he's man, tall. He's, cool. he's quite tall. Yeah, he's very tall. What's that unit you're using there? That is the Focus Right okay. Scarlet I eight one eight. I eight one eight. Yeah. Oh, you eight one two. Oh, you eight one two. Fifty one fifty. And it has. Uh, it's got two? four um, mic pre inputs and four line inputs on the back. Hmm. Uh, still, really nice. Still can't get it to work right with Skype though. <sighs> We're just going through this on on Slack. Like, why is it so? Oh, you got everything set up and it sounds great locally, but you want that second mic to go to Skype? Nah, loop, not if you want to keep separate tracks, loop, buddy. Loop back, loop back. But even still, now you're loop backing into a mono. Like, you don't get separate tracks. Nah, Ugh. that's how we, I got a real screwed up dude by Friday from that. We got to keep moving. It's back back to the Mac. Yeah, keep All right, going. So my wife is texting me. Good, good, good. Okay, I'm doing an overnight trip. Um. Let's see. So, what do we got here? We got all that. We got all that. Oh, also, I just put in just just because I think this is good in context, and this is not a bad thing for us to put in show notes. Once a year, uh, one of the TA, as we used to say in Florida, one of T-H-E, most important pages you can look at on the Apple.com site, and it is called Mac Keyboard Shortcuts. Hmm. Relax. Calm down. I know. You know. You know how to copy and you know how to paste. I, I say this once a year, I imagine. I defy anybody to go look at Apple support Mac keyboard shortcuts. I defy anyone to go look at that page and tell me you knew everything on there that you could be using. There's so many key commands you don't know about. No, I don't know Not any of them. Not least the text editing commands, the command and the shift and the option, and uh, uh, with the giving and the love and the thing. A lot of people still <laughs> aren't using those. I see you out there. I see you clicking around. I see you like, like some kind of monster. A lot of these you know? are available on um, on your iPad on iOS if you have a keyboard mm-hmm. as well. Not all of them, but yeah. a lot of no, them. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. But like, you know, it's even just something like, you know, option shift up. You just mm-hmm. selected a line. You didn't have to go click, click, click. Oh, do you know about click, click, click? Because guess what? There are people who don't know about click, click, click. What is click, 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 click? Well, click is move the cursor. Double click is select the word. Click, click, click is select the whole line. The paragraph. Well, the one in the buffer, a.k.a. the paragraph. Right. I use that a lot in... Um, but every day things, somebody's but, born who doesn't know about click click click. You know about command uh, command L, right? In a, like and a browser or any, focus. or in NVALT. it basically yeah, moves, throws moves you up into the, the yes. yeah. That's big. That's big. Got to get on that. Woof woof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this show's so stupid. No, it's a good one. <laughs> oh, where are we at? Launch bar. Where are we at? Launch bar time. At? Wait a minute. Oh my Christ on a cracker. Mm. Call recorder is not recording. That's all right. Oh I got my you. God. I well, got I've also got audio hijack, hopefully. No, but it's grayed out. Oh my God. You've got to see this monstrosity, Dan. Show me. Uh, what am I dealing with here? Oh my God. So am I running two copies of Skype? What is happening? What I told is- you Skype is stupid. I told you. You did tell me Skype 
I but warned look, you. But like, look, oh, see, it probably won't, now I can't send it from my Mac. Oh my God, I'm dying. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dan, but sorry. we do have the audio hijack. It's good. <laughs> it's great out. Look at that. <laughs> you see, you don't see that every day on a no, running call. No. Huh. Maybe I got two Skypes running. Can hey, I have two do. Skypes running? Can How I have two you... instances, as you say? Oh, Jesus. Jesus, take the wheel. Um, um, Dan, I would like to to have divin uh, <laughs> deeply on Launch Bar, mm-hmm. but and the reason I know this is I look down to see what time we're at in the recording, and the time is zero zero colon zero zero colon. <laughs> let me get this right. Zero <laughs> z- zero. Uh huh. Just straight <sighs> straight zeros all the way. Maybe you want to tell down. me about something that you like. I would love to tell you about a little, it's a, a, a fresh new startup that people are really, there's a buzz about this little company. You're saying it's, this is some kind of a, like a new thing? It's, it's they're a gonna new. Get, they're going to go to like, uh, uh, what's it called? TechCrunch Explode. Like they're going to show up and they're going to launch their new product. They've, they've developed middle out compression. Big startup. What's it called? It is called Squarespace. Mm. Oh, come on. Squarespace? Really? Yes, yes. Dan, are there still people that don't have a Squarespace site? There's a few. I don't know where they are, but I think uh. they own iguanas. Are they un... Huh. Huh. Are they unreachable? Are they off no, the they're re- listening they like to the show. They're listening right now. They are yeah. listening to the show right now. Squarespace. Yeah. This is, this is the, the holy grail that we always had was, wouldn't it be great if you could just go to a, a website and make a website from a website? That was the goal. That was always you go to a what website, we make a do. website from a website. A website from a website. A it's website the way the within food, a site. When you get a plan, a food makes more food, and then that food can make more food. Right. It's like if I told you, here's a battery, and you okay. take this battery, and it will make more batteries Whoa. whenever you need one. Well, you'd like say I think that's not possible. Before, it's like having a car that makes more cars. It's unlimited energy, is what we're talking about. Zero point energy. Whoa. I know. Pure energy. I love that song. It's still good. What uh, what are, what are people using Squarespace for? They can I mean, like you you can't. I mean, like you don't get to make it yourself, right? No, you, no, you couldn't do that with them. Mm, no, you have you make to it yourself. Okay, no, you. What with, if I with, wanted to promote like my physical or online business? Is that no, thing I could do? No, can't do that with Squarespace. Okay. No. Ugh, what if I want to sell products? Can I do that? No. Okay. What if I wanted to select from over uh, two? Hundred a top level domain names. It doesn't have to be dot limo. Will they give me something besides dot limo? They only let you register dot limo. Oh my god! It's no wonder people out there. Oh, come on! <laughs> it's so good, Dan. You can do it's all so that good. stuff. I you can occasion. do everything that Merlin said and more. And you get you get ton- the main thing when you but go to a website. To use you guys. It's so fun to it use. Is? It How is it fun? To- what makes it fun? I'll tell you, here's the thing. In 1995, it was fun to make a website because none of us knew what we were doing and we would just copy it off a page at Yahoo and then change it until it looked the way you wanted and hit save or whatever, right. or, or, or Bebop buff, Buffer Emacs Go Circle Message Send to Beach Boys Fan Site, Beep Boop, right? That was yes. fun. That was fun because like we were learning stuff and I was one of the people that had the ancient wisdom. I had an O'Reilly book and knew how to copy and paste. <laughs> That's right? right. Now that was fun. That was fun. And you could go look up, you could look up Jack Klugman's email address and email him and say, I really enjoy your work. And then he wouldn't write you back. Probably because of the third thing. Mm-hmm. And so that was fun. But then guess what happened? It became a lot less fun. And then you got the prolific. We talked, we joke about this last week. I joked about this with Gruber. The acrobatics that we used to have to go through to have 
a website not look busted on at least one browser was absolutely not fun. I used to subscribe to a service. There's this Israeli company that would let you see what your page looked like in like nine different browsers. And I'm like, oh, Ubuntu, you got me again. Ah, ah. I forgot to put in the Ubuntu tag or whatever. And then you know what? The thing is, Squarespace comes along and now it's fun again. It's fun again. You just type in, you type in an Amazon ASIN or, 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 do a, or you can search right from, right from, right from the dingus. You do a search and you're boom. And now you're linking to one of the great Jack Klugman uh, appearances. You, you point people right to that. You want a map? Not a problem. Any of this stuff. If you want to go change the way a page looks, the way it behaves, the number of items in the RSS feed, click, click, click. It's that Gosh darn simple. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just a joy to use. Squarespace, people. Squarespace. So what listeners should do if they want to get started. Is it going to require a credit card and a deposit, Dan? No, it, 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 it does not. It requires nothing. All they have to do oh, is go to man. squarespace.com slash it's your show. You'll get a free trial. When you are ready to launch, you use the offer code it's your show. You'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain because like 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 you said you can just go and just get a domain or you can get both you can get whatever you want go to squarespace.com slash it's your show that supports merlin's work to be honest that's how that's how merlin is is gonna really be able to afford his children's uh that's that's how i put star trek figures in my kid's mouth oh i gotta i got something to say about star trek after the spot and Mm -hmm. then uh, you're going to support the show and yourself by using the promo code. It's your show. You'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Thanks Squarespace. Bok, bok. I had, Oh uh, my God, it's available and I'm buying it. What is it? What? Wait until I've actually bought it because those okay. jackals oh, will jump yeah, in and grab it. Oh, yeah, you don't want people it. to grab it. They're going to grab it. I don't want them to grab it. Well, while yeah, you do I that, got, I, I had to have it. Some, yeah, you, you there. Go. Some feedback from a, a listener. They had a question. They said that I talked about uh, my glasses uh, lens cleaner that I really liked and the one that was really, really my favorite. The one is the Zeiss Lens Care Pack, two mm-hmm. eight-ounce bottles of lens cleaner, two mi- and it includes two microfiber cleaning cloths. Uh, and it is <laughs> There is um, no cleaning cloths. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, they make is, the lenses in the glass. Why not get them? Why not clean uh, it making with, the, making the cleaner? Yeah, so it's twelve twelve dollars and forty nine cents Amazon Prime, and uh, I put that into the show notes too. But that's what I use, and I I the bottle lasts a long time. But we've I've got one at work, got one at home. They come with the little cleaning cloths, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful spray cleaner for your lenses. Mm. Yeah, I, oh, you know, I, oh, yes, you there. The, the Star Trek thing is what I wanted to talk about. The Star Trek thing. So uh, mm-hmm. there is a new Star Trek TV series that is coming out that any anybody oh God, who yes. cares about this already knows about it. This is not news to anyone for whom this would matter, but it's called Star Trek Picard. And it is a, it is a, I don't know if I would say continuation, but it's, it's a continuation of Star Trek The Next Generation in a way, but it's right. an all new show with um, some returning cast members and new cast members. And it looks like it's going to be really great for people like me who loved. I've heard it looks like it's going to be great. This is one where I'm on full media blackout as much as possible. I'm well, so excited for this show. I am very excited for it too. Uh, so much so that I'm doing a podcast about it with some friends oh. and it will be premiering the day after the show comes out. The show comes out uh, Thursday, January 23rd. We're recording Friday, January 24th. I'm mm-hmm. not revealing the name of it yet, but um, mm-hmm. 
stay tuned to my Twitter because I'll be bothering everyone with it once we come out with it there. So uh, it'll be me and a few friends. Called, is it called Picarded? That's a good we name. Don't, we, don't I'm, say, I'm, we don't say that anymore. No, no, okay. no. And okay. that's probably not the you name. You wouldn't tell me if it was, right? I would tell you if it was. And I'm, you would I'm tell not, me, okay. Yeah, I would. Looks good on you, though. <laughs> We're all going to get laid. <laughs> it could okay. still, hold, still hold up. Several mm, scenes still hold yeah, up. Yeah, I wouldn't show it to the kids. No. Uh, it's still propagating, but we uh, we are now in receipt of backtowork.limo. Oh, is that what you're... <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, check back later. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Okay. Oh, God, I'm winded. Let's see how long we've been recording. Zero, zero. One hour, 18 seconds. What? Really? Yes. Ah, Jesus. Okay. Ugh, I have so many lines. Do it. Uh, no, it's going to go on and on. Uh, People sponsors, want it. Right? Two sponsors? Two sponsors, right? Yeah, just the two. Uh, I mean, just the two. I'm grateful for every nickel we get. Me too. Um... Why is this boring, Dan? Is it, tell, tell me it's not boring. It's not boring. Oh, God. I want to talk about some uh, cool stuff with Launch Bar. Okay. Uh, Launch Bar, as we've, as I, I'm going to just say, uh, you know, like when you're doing proofreading, you say stat. Like, leave, don't change this. Just leave it like it is. I'm going to, you know, you know, let me change that from stat to include once. Include once everything I said last week. I'm glad you like other things. I'm going to talk about Launch Bar. Include once. Right, yes. so I'm not going to go through all that again. But I'm talking about Launch Bar, and if you don't right. like that, you can email Dan. Yes, he's 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 Dan at Back to Work dot limo. limo. Eventually, I'm not going to get an email address because <laughs> one snuck through yesterday. Oh, which one? Um, the guy who loves our show and wants to talk about. <laughs> he really loves the show, and I went. I looked at huh. Did you find my private email address? And I and I went and I looked and it wasn't. It was the one I thought I put into the poop filter. Mm. <laughs> he was there and he was excited and he's available to talk about any aspect of, I guess, his ebook. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to talk about Launch Bar. So uh, as we said before, include once. Launch Bar is an app that I have been excited about in the past and I'm re-excited about now. And I want to uh, the goal for a lot of this is is if you're using LaunchBar, I want to make sure you're aware of some cool things, but I'm also trying to just kind of whet your appetite a little bit about some great stuff you can do with LaunchBar. It is an app launcher, but it's much more. There's so much that you can do to and with all the things on your Mac. Um, and it's 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 one of those kind of beautiful apps where like you don't have to know everything it can do unless you want to know more stuff it can do. You'll never know everything it can do, probably, but um, you could just you could install this and start using LaunchBar today from obdev.at. Um, they should get that limo, um, but you can start using it today, and it's just a prettier you know spotlight at first, right? Um, but it's also smart, and it's real good about learning how you are using LaunchBar, consequently how you're using your Mac. And I want to talk to you today about some setup stuff. I'm not going to go through everything, but I want to talk about some things that I think are handy. Um, in terms of things to do. And then I want to talk a little bit about a comportment with which you should approach the use of LaunchBar maybe. And then just a little bit of power user stuff. And it should only be like an hour and a half or so. Is that good? Oh, just an hour and a half? Yeah, that's no, that sounds great. I mean, I haven't timed the whole thing out. Okay. I'm reading off the script right now. Okay. 
Um, so when you're setting up launch bar, I mean, generally speaking, when you're setting up launch bar, I, I think you could Dan Benjamin this situation. I oh, think yeah. you can run pretty stock to start. Mm. Um, honestly, like, well, I, this is part of the beauty of launch bar is the extent to which on the one hand it learns from you. Right. So one thing we're going to be talking about in a sec, like if you go, so you start typing something and at first it's going to do a straight up, like pretty literal ish match against everything that's in your different indexes. So if you go in and type Microsoft, no space, Microsoft Word, like there's a pretty good chance it's going to find Microsoft Word. What's cool though is like you don't have to type that. You wouldn't have to type that in Spotlight. What's great about this is it's going to learn what you selected. Let's put it this way. It's going to learn what you selected after you've typed some string. So if you want to type you know, <laughs> Swamp Warbler Mangrove. Mm-hmm. If you want to type dingus and have that open word, it can learn that. And you don't have to manually, you can manually assign it. I would say don't. Oh, I see. I so, say, so you're saying, you're saying that it's not the way that like spotlight works where you, if you, if I cite, if I do command space and start typing M, it's going to show me, well, it says mailmate messages, Minecraft, mail and music and so mouse. It does, and, spotlight doesn't learn. I, think, I feel like I feel like it, if it learns, learn. it's not learning well. It does well. The interesting, and I don't know how it does this because remember how I was talking about how I've, I'm trying Mailmate instead of the regular Mail app. Yeah. When now when I'm when I type M, it's listing Mailmate first. And but mm-hmm. how does it know that? Does it know it because I'm launching that application more? Does it know because it's currently running? You know, what I'm saying? like how does it? No, I I, I know. You can't I mean, change it, can so, you? Let me see. How do I search the spotlight? Let's go look. Um, we'll come back to that. Here, here's the thing about it. Just we got a lot to get through here. The um, the cool thing about Launch Bar is that it absolutely you can watch how it's learning from you. Mm. I I don't have any science on this, but my gut is, um, the first time you type something, you know, if it's like depending on the size of your index, that's a huge asterisk. Depending on how many things, uh, Launch Bar can search against, uh, it's you're very likely to get the result you expected first, especially if you're running very stock on this. Um, and when I say running stock, there's a preferences area, but there's also something called the index and the index is where you say, uh, you know, I want it to have this folder, but not that folder. I want you to, you can even go all the way into selecting and deselecting specific files, apps, services, you name it, automator actions. You can say which ones you want on and off all the way down. Now you don't need to know any of this to start. What you need to know to start is that type what you would like, just type, just don't overthink it. Just start typing. And then maybe the first time it may not find it. But you type something, you type a thing where you thought that app should show up. And it's going, hmm, that's not what's selected. Well, just arrow down, tick, 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 till it is the app that you wanted. And then hit enter. And it goes, okay, I noticed that. I noticed that when Dan typed this, he selected that. Mm-hmm. He gets, that's one point for that one. Um, <laughs> don't, this is not science. Next time you go in, tap, 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 you type the thing. It's a pretty good chance it's going to be the thing that got selected. If it's not. Tap, 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 down, 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 select it. I bet you dimes to donuts by the third time you've done that, if it's the exact same string, there's a real good chance that it's going to find that the next time you type that thing. Mm-hmm. Now, as we learned last week, and we'll see more in future things, this becomes extremely powerful because of things like um, instant open, which is different from instant send. Instant open is the name of the functionality where you type, if I type C-A-L and hold down the L, it knows that I want busy cow and opens it without me even having to hit enter. Which sounds trivial, but boy, is it ever fast. Um, And every one of these things 
ends up hooking together for future benefits. Learning each one of these things or being aware of each one of these things eventually gets you to where this is the ultimate no-look application where you're doing all kinds of really almost terminal-ish commands, which is an absolute minimum. Imagine like your terminal with your totally uh, tricked out profile. Like that's what this is going to be for you, but it's a GUI and it's beautiful. Um, so, so the first thing I would say is like, there, I want to give you some setup tips, but my, my uh, step zero is like, don't overthink it. Just start using it. Um, and and as I'll mention in a minute, there's some keyboard shortcuts I recommend setting up for the base. Let's, let's talk about some basic setup. Let's talk about something important. First thing I would say is something you will discover is that if you clear out the four D's, the four D's you meet in heaven, if you clear out, clean up, archive the four D's, this is going to be a very much more effective app. For me, documents, desktop, downloads, and Dropbox. Um, You shouldn't have to go in and deselect a ton of stuff if a ton of that stuff is stuff you don't want or need anymore. If you've got old downloads... Get rid of them, archive them, do whatever. Right. Desktop. I mean, you know, do, do what works for you. But I do have a lot of stuff for I'm realizing how much. I made a joke last week about like, do you really need all those .h files? I have so much .py stuff because of things I've downloaded, um, you know, from GitHub. And so I've got this endless number of like underscore init.py. And it's like, yeah, I don't need to launch any of those. Is that really the best place for those to live? Would it be better for those to live in some kind of a folder um, it's just all, you know, development e stuff. De- documents, desktop, download, stuff. You don't have to. But what you're going to discover, discover as you use this is that there are going to be things in the index that you don't want and things that aren't in the index that you do want. Don't sweat this too much as you're starting, but you are at some level soon going to want to pare that down either by what's on your Mac or alternately by flipping off whole folders or subfolders or changing the way the folders interact. But mm-hmm. that's just one idea to get started because I do find that documents, desktop, desktop downloads, Dropbox, those are all things that I do, you know, find myself wanting parts of a lot. Um, so that'll really speed things up. I'm also going to suggest that when you're getting started, you go into launch bar and you hit a uh, command comma and you're going to go look at two areas in the preferences. And I'm going to just, even if you don't set this up right this minute, please at mm-hmm. least be aware of this. Number one is an area called keyboard shortcuts or in the tab bar is shortcuts. And you'll notice in there, you've got stuff like, what is the command that you would like to use for any of these five things or not at all? Search in launch bar, search in spotlight, snippets, emoji, calculator. So, I mean, very important, obviously. When you type this, a search in launch bar should begin. Right, I, I would I would go ahead and configure that. In my case, that is command space. But what if I want to search in Spotlight from within Launch Bar? Mm-hmm. That is command shift space. I don't use snippets. I don't use calculator. But guess what? Emoji. If you want an instant emoji picture picker picker wherever you are, that is control. I never remember what these are. Control command space. And now you've got every emoji. You start typing the name of an emoji and hit enter, and it pastes it into wherever you are, including Google Docs, okay? That's a Those nice are really one. Good. Yeah, so so go check that out. That's, that's the um, uh, tab called Shortcuts uh, in uh, the Preferences, and then that's Keyboard Shortcuts. One you're going to get to later. Don't sweat this now. As we teased last week, we will get into this later, Modifier Taps. So in my case, for example, if I top, tap Option twice, it starts a search in Launch Bar. Yes, it's the same thing as hitting Command Space, but guess what? Tapping on option twice is really fast. Instant send, 
I have double control. So I would say go into shortcuts and figure out what you want those to be. If you find, and now this is such a key component, or as you say, component mm-hmm. of launch bar. <laughs> right. If you find yourself, you just did a thing. Yeah. And it didn't do the thing you expected. Well, make a, at least make a mental note of that. If not, go in immediately and make it the thing you sh- thought it should be. You don't need to do that with index items. But if you're saying like, you know, in my brain, I should be able to tap this and have that happen. If you tap this and that didn't happen, remember, you can change that. Like, don't overthink this. Like, don't be so smart that you're not smart. Let it do the heavy lifting. If you want, if you want to be typing this weird-ass Emacs-style chord on your keyboard, if you want to make like an A minor, fine. Go, go select that. You can do that. Other section I'm going to say to look at is... Uh, I love clipboard history and clipboard managers. You might have other ones you like. I use LaunchBar. So it does um, that too. Yes. So I would go to the tab that says clipboard and you'll see the very first thing in the first tick box is, do you want to enable clipboard history? And I said, yes, I do. With a capacity of say the last one week of everything I have copied and pasted, select the kind of action you want. Just copy, just paste, just copy and paste. Do you want it to be plain text, etc.? Um, preserve history across restart, et cetera. Oh, clip merge is so great. If you, if you're on something and you hit, um, command C, you hit something else, you hit command C twice. It puts both of those into the clipboard together. Now, if you, I I would really recommend this because boy, does this ever come in handy when I'm doing show notes for Roderick on the line at squarespace.com. There are several places where I need to type several things. I need to, uh, if I've got the, um, so I use text expander to create a basic, template in NVAlt for every episode where I go through field forms and fill it in. But now I'm going to need to go back. That's automatically created the right link for the episode. It's the right, you know, um, number for the episode, et cetera. But I'm going to need to type the title of the episode several places. Mm-hmm. I have to type it into GarageBand or paste it into GarageBand. I have to paste it into um, the title field at Squarespace. I need to click on options and go into the name of the file. I'm going to need to paste it into there, Right. So, but like, what if it's in a different order? What if I had something preceding that and now that got pushed out of my regular old monkey ass clipboard? So what I do is I make sure I've got the title of the episode, the URL for the um, download, the, um, the description, and that's all on my clipboard now. And it's all just there. So I can, for me, let's just fast forward a little bit here. I, if I hit <laughs> option, option, and just type the letter C, that's, that's another way that I get straight into the clipboard. Now, if you start utilizing this, holy crap, first of all, classic, show clipboard history. For me, that's command, option, space. Um, that shows me clipboard history. Ready for this? Select from history. Uh, whatever your key command is. That's going to bring up all of those, and all you have to do is select from those entries, and it will paste it right in for you. Hmm. These are things I recommend. Um, and so then my idea is, so, you know, some of that basic setup and then just start using it, start using it and noticing, using it and noticing, notice what happens. Uh, and then as far as the, your comportment toward how you think about using this app, first of all, remember, this is learning from you and you can have an unlearn at any time you can manually assign any pretty much letter combination to any item. So if you've just had it and you're real frustrated, you always want Microsoft Word to come up when you type D-I-N-G-U-S, you can do that manually. You can and will use that. 
you know, especially as your index grows and changes, you're changing body, you're gonna want ways to turbo right into the thing you know you want. What I'm here to tell you is this app will know you better than you know yourself. Rather than going in and quote unquote configuring all of your shortcuts that you type, let it learn from you. So just mind like water, just start typing letters, select the thing you want, and believe me, in less than a day, it will know that that's the thing you want for that. Do you follow me? Yeah, I'm there. If you get too smart about it, you get into that dumb thing where you're, first of all, you're not doing your work, you're playing, you're just messing around, and that's fun. That's fun. This is a very fun app to play with. Faux shizzle. But leverage the fact that it will learn what you're doing without you having to configure much of anything. That's the bottom line. Whatever's in there, it'll it'll come up if you keep typing those letters the same way. Give it some time to learn. Um, type whatever makes sense to you. Scroll the thing you want. Click enter, and it will learn. Um, so the only tip there inside of that is you will start to notice a funny thing. How can I put this? Typing the letter D for me. Mm-hmm. This is just for me, right? Just you. Typing letter D brings up deliveries. I like that app. I type DL, it brings up downloads. Mm-hmm. I type You mean DT, when you say downloads, it, it opens your downloads folder? It shows you um, that this is an index section called downloads. Do you want to drill into this or do you want to just open that folder? If oh, you that's hit? cool. But here's what I'm trying to say to you. So I, I, this is not, again, this is not science, but this is known. If you type C, you type CL, you type CLIP. If you type CLIP, there's a, there is a chance that you will get a different result for one character, two characters, three characters, four characters. Because guess what? Those all mean, those can mean different things. Are you, are you feeling me on this? I totally am. It's just that I have selected deliveries, the app deliveries enough that it knows that when I type D, that's probably what I want. It's learned that when I type DL, I want downloads, et cetera. What I'm getting at is, how can I put this? This is so not going to make sense until you've used it. Become um, cognizant of whether you're typing too many letters to get to what you want. Mm. Become cognizant that if you can do this in five letters, it's almost like name that tune. If it gets you there in five letters, that's great. If, it, if you got the desired result with four, three, two, or one letters, notice that. And then start. it'll start building that habit. Does that make sense? Yes. Notice that those mean different things because intuitively... It's learned from you because the intuition is like, oh, when Dan types this, he selected that. Now you can sort of re-educate it, but like leverage that. So when I type C, I get clipboard history. Yes, because that is another different way to get there. R for me brings up recent items. Uh, C-A-L brings up busy cow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's, that's pretty powerful. So just start using it and noticing that. Um, let's start bringing it, it all back home, as Bob Dylan says. Um, one thing that I think can be extremely powerful, I mean, I, I'm really bad about folder management. I just, oh, everything's backed up in four places, so I don't think about it too much, but there's so much crap I don't need. I'll tell you where I do try to be a little bit of a pill. I used to be one of those hoarders that not only had thousands <laughs> of bookmarks in four different browsers or three different browsers, but I at one point, Dan, I got into the whole racket of syncing bookmarks between browsers. Well, at this point, I use Safari 90 plus percent of the time, and I use Firefox some percent of the time, smaller. And then I use Chrome only as absolutely necessary. I really totally tried with to you f- on that. I'm 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 like 99 percent Firefox. Free. I miss all the great extensions. There's so much stuff where you're like, oh yeah, there's a Chrome extension for this, and it's like that is really cool. But like, uh, 
I got the fear, so I'm off that. But so yeah, I'm, it, I've been on Firefox for a long time. Firefox um, is pretty good. It's not super pretty, but it's boy, they're trying real hard to protect your stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing is that really their their focus is on privacy. Their focus is on not sharing stuff. It's kind of the op- the opposite right. focus of of Chrome. Of Chrome, and, yeah, and, and, it's, I, and it's so weird that like that has to be like the continuum. Of like, do I steal all of your stuff I can? Or, you know, do I like suck up all of your information? I don't know if they share much of it, but they're certainly using it for something. Yeah. Versus this, whoa, look at this weirdo Stallman app over here for weirdos. This is the app for toe, this is the app for toe pickers. The chosen browser of the toe picker. Um, No, that's weird. Everybody (laughs) should be trying as hard as Firefox and Safari. Please. Please and you know, I, there, there are a lot of people who say, well, what's wrong with Safari? It's good enough for me. And I, I love Safari. Um, but the problem is I'm doing a lot of web development. And unfortunately, f- Firefox brings the ruckus. It really does. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. way to go. And, and I love the privacy focus. It's a fast browser. There was a time where I think it wasn't that kind for, um, for battery usage. Uh, it was just not kind uh, to, oh, to yeah. your Mac about that. But that, those days are long past. I don't, I can't tell a difference. Um, maybe, maybe Safari is a little better, but this is fine. Well, I don't like to talk a great deal about this stuff, but you know, I've been trying to be better about certain things and, um, and to really max out the betterness of certain kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. one of the things is that, um, so I run a, as you know, I run a VPN and I run a, um, like it's, it's called guardian. Um, and it's the, you know, it's a VPN that's very effective I've found, but it also does stuff like try to block malware and privacy invasive stuff that, that is on somehow made it on the app store. Uh, so I use stuff like that. Um, I also admittedly do use an ad blocker. Um, but it's more than an ad blocker. So I use, what's it called? Is it, I'll find it for notes, but I think it's called, oh Christ, what's it called? I want to get it right because they all have almost exactly the same name. Um, I use Adblock Pro, which costs, but it runs, once you bought it, it runs on every iOS and Mac Mac device. Um, And what's cool about that is like, of course, it's all sort of auto updated, but you have separate tick boxes. Do you want to protect against ads, malware, privacy um, stuff? Uh, Do you want to get rid of all the dumb social badges? These are all separate boxes. And then there's whitelisting for any of those inside. There's a really nice um, Safari extension for iOS that lets you, the same way that now in iOS 13, you can do like per website settings. Like, do you always want, you know, the reader view? Do you always want this to be this or that? Um, You get per site settings in this ad app too. Um, And so, and then I'll sometimes, you know, go and test that on various sites. (laughs) What I've discovered is if the site for testing your privacy is run by a VPN company, they're very good at noticing that you're not running their VPN, which I find minimally helpful. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I um, it's it, it it is sort of odd to me to realize how much stuff you are like sort of I don't want to be a nut, but how much stuff you're like deliberately giving up to somebody in Chrome. And there have been some weird extension things with that, but um, I'm not sure where I'm going with all of this. Except to say that Safari is... uh... So, here's final, final thing, you hope. So I try to be good about stuff. Like, I'm not that worried about my history, but but stuff like LaunchBar has made me a real size queen about knowing that when I type this thing, I want this thing to come up. Mm -hmm. Do you follow? So, like... 
let's say, for example, like I do a lot of stuff, uh, probably like you, I know how to use this, a lot of Google Sheets, yep. a lot of Google Docs. Um, so for stuff like, you know, reconcilable differences, do by Friday, all the stuff I do with y'all, our sponsors, I'm using Google Docs, Sheets, um, Drive for all of those things. And there's things where I want to be able to very quickly get to sponsors for back to work, mm-hmm. right? Or I want to very quickly get to our running notes document for reconcilable differences. Um, I want a way to, because so Rectives has one very long file, whereas Do by Friday has a separate document for each episode. So I bookmarked a save search of the string Do by Friday show notes or whatever the hell it is. But I don't want that to be clogging everything up. So here's my strategy. Here, here's the levels. I have, as much as I, I um, can control it, I have nothing at the root level of just bookmarks. Because uh, why? Why would I do that? If it's something I really want to bookmark, like a really bookmarky bookmark, um, there's a couple things to this. Well, there are some kinds of extremely special things where I want that to appear in the bookmarks bar as a button, right? Right, I get it. Okay. The bookmarklet that I use constantly for add this page to the live episode of Back to Work or the one I use 80% of the time, add this to the next episode of Back to Work. Here's a bookmarklet for reconcilable differences. Here's a bookmarklet for what have I got in here? Like I've got a, a set of uh, bookmarks for Squarespace pages. Add this to my recipe app, stuff like that. But here's the thing. Do I want everything in my favorites to be in the favorites bar? I don't, but I want it to be quickly available. If it doesn't need to be in the button area, guess what? I put it into, so it goes, you got bookmarks, let's imagine it like this. Here's the structure, bookmarks slash favorites slash more. And that's where I put any of the stuff that I want to be able to get to. If I clear everything out of my history, mm-hmm. I will still have links to the stuff that I use a lot. Now, why is that valuable? Well, number one, that's valuable because stuff I use a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, especially bookmarklets are in the bookmarks bar. Stuff I use a lot that doesn't need to be in the bookmarks bar is still in the favorites folder. Why are you telling me all this, Merlin? Because this lets me be very picky about saying, I want these following things to be available to launch bar. And what does that mean? Well, that means that now I've gotten to the point where I can just type interactives or whatever, and it will take me right to the correct Google Doc. If there's a Google Doc that you use a lot, a Google Sheet that you use a lot, save that with a, with a sensible name, a name that's sensible to you, mm-hmm. save that into a subfolder of favorites. And guess what? That's in there now. That means from now on, you type one, two, three letters, and you go straight to the Google Doc that you wanted. What You can get to it from Safari, no problem. And now you can get to it from LaunchBar. You can assign that to a key command if you use it constantly. Think through this stuff because the implications of the structural stuff has implications for how it gets used. So you don't need to overthink any of this, but that's my power user trip um, tip. Uh, trim out all the stuff that you don't need and then be parsimonious about what you decide to bookmark. Or if you're not parsimonious about it, be picky about what gets added to that index. So I've turned off so far, I've turned off Chrome bookmarks in the index for LaunchBar. I've turned off Firefox. I don't need any of those. And I just, I'm very picky about like which stuff gets, is allowed to get into the LaunchBar index. Right, right. Anyway, so- it's so cool that you can control with. it to that level. Yeah. I So like, for example, yeah. So like if I go to launch bar and I hit option, command, I, that opens up what's called the launch bar index. 
applications, categories, preference panes, network locations, user accounts, themes, okay? And for each one of those areas, each one of those indices, you then see, uh, so it's a left-right pane, you've selected that thing in this left bar, and then in the right bar, you see all the constituent members that it's automatically pulled in there. And if there's like, oh, I just don't want this one thing in there, you can turn it off. If it turns out you don't want most of the stuff in there, if you don't need all of your contacts to show up, you can you can turn that off and say, don't show contacts at all. Or you can just say, just launch contacts without showing me any of the contents. Or just say, I want to be able to see these, but only as what's called, I think, a sub-index search. So I'd have to right arrow into contacts to see all the individual ones. But think about the power you're unleashing here. Actions, workflows, services, contacts, mm-hmm. calendars, reminder lists, snippets, emoji, iTunes, CyberDuck. Hmm, haven't used that in a while. Bookmark. <laughs> you still have in. that installed. We haven't even gotten into files and folders yet. Show me all my mounted volumes. Show me all my running apps. Like all those. It's an app switcher too. Like it's not just an app launcher. It's an app switcher. And for every single one of those things, then that's, that, that's the noun, like, right? This app. But mm-hmm. then do what with it? Because then when you tab to the next area... You're doing your stuff. We'll cover that more later, but hopefully, at the very least, this will get you excited. You go to obdev.at and uh, check out Launch Bar. I'm not compensated for this. I am merely a fan. No motorcycles after 3 p.m. <laughs> Do you have anything launch, to say launch, here? launch Bar. Well, I mean, I'm, I feel like I need to become yeah. a power user of yeah. Launch Bar immediately. Pa- power user. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna What are you gonna have for lunch? First, first, first second day of the year. What are you gonna have for lunch? Mm, probably tacos today. I think. Tacos. Um, thinking tacos about tacos all day every day. Taco, but I'm not 100 percent yet on that. Love it's, a taco. Yeah. Yeah. Taco. Tacos. Uh, a high ceiling food. Like you can have a very good taco. Now in in California in San Francisco, mm-hmm. you guys are more burritos than tacos, right? Like that. You're like a burrito town, right? I would say. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, most places you get a burrito will also have tacos, but burritos, I feel like, are what San Francisco. I'm a burrito like from the Mission is like a justifiably famous dish. You go yeah. anywhere else, you can get a wrap, get a wrap, get a wrap. Yeah, I'm in Pittsburgh, I want a wrap. You can get that, <laughs> but like, um, like a real burrito is really good. I really like. I don't. That's a little heavy for me. Mm-hmm. For me, a burrito is like a three meal operation. Like, uh, but like a, um, like a, like a soft, a small soft taco with car- a carnitas taco with the onions and the cilantro and the lime. Oh, brother. It's so good. It's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's not heavy. I really don't want, I really don't want an entire like gulag of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong word, but it's funny. Yeah. A gulag of, of rice. Like I know beans. what you mean. You can say that word and yeah. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I'll put this in my face. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just just eat it in bed in pajamas with the lights off? Because mm-hmm. you're going to sleep, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So get a taco. What kind of, What's your favorite? I, I like carnitas. I like uh, lengua. I know it's gross, but I like it. I like lengua. I like al pastor. I like carne asada. I like uh, 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 pollo asada. What do you roll with? As far as just tacos? What kind of protein do you eat in a taco? <laughs> I mean, I'm always going to be partial to beef in a taco for me, yeah. but I'm not talking about ground beef. I'm talking about no, no, carne asada, like, like grilled, grilled beef. Yeah. Or, or, you know, I mean, there's so in Austin though, like there's so like on, on Thursdays, taco deli does scallops in the taco. Oh, oh. I would eat the hell out of a scallop so taco. Good. It's so good. Thursday's <sighs> oh. that day. I like the shrimp tacos, but they take a long time to make. I also get a, I get a shrimp taco or I'll get a um, fish taco. I love a fish taco. 
Kind of like they have a mo- moho fish taco at uh, Taco moho. Deli also. That's oh. really awesome. They have I love a taco stand where they're just they're built for speed. They're yeah. built for efficiency. Like if you're gonna get you a sausage or a taco, woof. See now I'm hungry. I'm very hungry. What have I got here? I got coffee. All right. Um, Dan, thank you for uh, tolerating this. I hope you have a great new year. Hope you have a good new year too, <laughs> rabbit rabbit. Rabbit <laughs> rabbit. Okay, let's button this up. Uh, all right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.